Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health podcast, your source of information and inspiration to promote the holistic transformation of your health and the health of our planet. Today is the start of a very special series of Alter Your Health episodes. This is a live edition. We are recording a podcast live, and this is Dr. Susanna Alter, new doctor and my partner in life, my wife. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, and welcome to this show. In this episode, we're going to tell you all about the foundation for health, like the building blocks to health, how to create the most resilient foundation to support your health and well-being and kind of support you in achieving all of the health goals that you would ever dream of. So... So if you can hear us, give us a little wave and a thumbs up. We see lots of you on Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. We're on the Instagram and the Facebook. And let um, us know where you're you're tuning in from. Yeah. We'd love to see where everyone is from. Yeah, give us a (laughs) thumbs up, a heart, or a wave, or whatever. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And um, yeah, what a... How amazing to like start this. I don't know. Suzanne and I were just sitting here kind of like you know, thinking about what we were going to say and how we were going to do this. And it's just so fresh and new for us. And it feels great to be stepping into this. So thanks for being with us. And um, we, yeah, we want to just dive right into the foundation of health and what that means. So Susanna, what, like, what does the foundation of health mean to you? Well, when I think of the foundation of health, I picture actually in my head the therapeutic hierarchy, um, and it looks it looks like a triangle. It looks like uh, almost like the nutritional pyramid, if you know what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's called the therapeutic hierarchy or the hierarchy of healing or the therapeutic order in naturopathic medicine, and it's meant to really support like the application of how healing happens. Um, so we, Susanna and I, we really love that model that is, you know, 
it just makes a lot of sense and it keeps things really simple. So we wanted to dive into what I would say is like the first level of the therapeutic order, the basement, like the infrastructure on which everything is built. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's really the most important layer in my opinion because if you don't have a solid foundation, then anything else above that is, you know, it's not going to be as strong. It's uh Yeah. I I like to say anything on top of a foundation that isn't strong is kind of a band-aid. Not that there's anything wrong with putting band-aids on, but without that really resilient foundation, some of the other therapies don't last. So, so that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, so the good news about the, thera- the foundation of the therapeutic order is that all of these things are totally free to you for the most part. They're, they're, it's free medicine. It's, um, it's also part of your day-to-day life. It's, it's, it's things that you don't have to necessarily go out of your way to explore and to achieve. It's just a matter of kind of shifting daily practices to integrate more and more of these nutritive uh, lifestyle kind of tips and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. So you're living in a very sustainable way and a way that that promotes radiant health. Yes, of course. That's the goal. And um, yeah, so I'm curious, what what are your do you have any favorite um, lifestyle practices that you know that you use in your daily life that supports your health and well-being um, whether you know whether it's um, you know a s- healthy snack or you know a, a healthy practice that you, you know whenever you're engaging with you just feel like you're really nourishing yourself so is there anything that you guys out there particularly enjoy for a self nourishing practice curious um, but we're going to dive into some of the things kind of that we enjoy and that we advocate um, in clients and patients. Um, so what, All right. where do you like to well, start, so, um To be honest, we don't have enough time to talk about all of it today. Yeah. Uh, we, we like to group them into categories that we call the determinants of health. And those are air, water, food, thoughts, and relationships. Yeah. And because... Thoughts and relationships are a huge topic. We're going to wait until next week to dive into those. Yeah. Um, and, and movement. I and, forgot yeah, movement. Yeah, and, and movement is kind of something that, you know, I always throw it in there. But honestly, I believe that um, there are people with limited physical activity who are still able to achieve, uh, you know, radiant health. So, so we're going to talk about um, food air water for the most part which Food, it, air, water. you know it it seems like totally you know elementary mm-hmm. rudimentary kind of s- so silly and basic to like why focus like time on on diving into air and water and food like these are things that we're just doing and it's true we are but the fact of the matter as we said we can bring more a higher level of mindfulness to these activities so that any of these rudimentary day-to-day practices that um, that we're doing, regardless, become really a nutritive and healing experience. So that's uh, that's kind of the goal as I see it. Exactly. So let's dive right into uh, where do you want to start? Hmm. As I take a deep <laughs> breath, how about we talk about air? Okay. 
So, (laughs) yeah. Well, um, again, without kind of stating the obvious, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you are aware of uh, if you're living in a city or an urban area, the air you breathe outside is, um, you know, it contains a lot of pollutants versus the air that you find in a forest, for example. However, one thing that I didn't realize until most recently is that it's actually best to still go outside every day to breathe in some fresh air. It's better air quality than the air inside of your house or your apartment. So, and whenever you can, opening up a window, opening up the door to get some circulation in is going to be helpful to just keep the air quality in your living environment more fresh and more vital. Totally, totally, totally. That's a really good point. Um, You know, obviously there are some circumstances where that might not be true. If there's like a volcano (laughs) in your backyard where, you know, we were just on a forest fire or, (laughs) you know, for whatever reason, the pollution is really bad. But for the most part, indoor air and air pollution is worse due to a number of reasons that maybe we don't have a lot of time to dive into. And for that reason, also, uh, an air purifier indoors is, is usually a really wise thing to have running all the time just to kind of filter out all of these particulates that get, um, you know, that make their way into our environment so that, you know, we're cleaning the purest air that we have access to. And I know that whenever I am in a forest that has like, um, you know, evergreen trees and, and, um, yeah, just like green, like the more green, <laughs> deciduous, the, deciduous, like the more green I'm exposed to when I'm breathing, the better I feel. So I don't know about you guys, like what your favorite environment is to take a really nice cleansing deep breath. But, you know, I like to put myself in the greenest of environments whenever, when at ever possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something that I strive for. And yeah, I think just simply going outside once a day just for a few grounding breaths can be a really great practice. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe even setting an alarm, an alarm on the phone, like once an hour, if you work inside, you know, we all have access to the outdoors nowadays. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. water well, 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 or one more. more, because did you know, yeah. I, I think this is so interesting that actually taking deep breaths when you're in a forested environment can it's not only great for your lungs and for your nervous system but it's also good for your gut health yes because you're actually inhaling beneficial microbes that are populating your gut yeah it's crazy to think but it totally makes sense you know our our bodies as many of you know um there's like we we are outnumbered maybe tenfold by bacteria inside and on our skin um, so the same is true in our, in our outer environment, you know, in nature, we are just exposed to so many bacteria it might like creep people out if you're a, you know, severe germaphobe, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't <laughs> because these bacteria are actually our friends and we co-inhabit this universe with them. So breathing them in is actually a great thing to do. Like Susanna said for gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Ready for water? Water. Okay. Well, I think it goes without saying that, um, you know, water 
composes about 70% of our body by mass. We are water. And I, I find it interesting that also the earth, you know, the planet earth, the, the rock of the planet earth is also about 70% water. Like the surface area mm-hmm. at least is covered about 70% water. And um, we are really fluid, dynamic in that way, along with the earth on which we live, you know. So it kind of goes without saying that water is a very important um, feature when it comes to who we are and how we express health. Yeah. Certainly. So, you know, we get water from drinking it, of course, and we... (laughs) (laughs) and we have to be drinking water you know it's like uh yeah but sometimes our water sources in our world today are a little bit tainted yes yes for you know for what yeah it's just important to know that the facts that a lot of the city water supplies have fluoride chlorine um you know all sorts of you know heavy metal particulates and that's not to mention as well the, it's kind of scary, but like the pharmaceutical medications that make their way into the water supply and all these other um, synthetic toxins, toxicants that get into the groundwater. And, you know, we don't necessarily want those in our body to any large mm-hmm. degree. So, yeah. so being, yeah, yeah, the water, water purification facilities, they, they do their best and and they certainly get out all the the pathogenic microbes and everything but but the little chemical structures uh of the pharmaceuticals don't get don't get taken out and some of those pharmaceuticals have really long half-lives so that means that they just stick around in the water system for a while and um and they could be affecting your health yeah totally so uh so what we like to do and what i need to do today is go (laughs) fill up um we have big five gallon jugs that we we fill up with um purified water from the grocery store um through we you know we we always advocate that you get your hands on whatever is the best source of water available to you in any moment in any scenario and and the top of the list of water sources is always natural spring water, um, you know, from the earth, just energetically, it's the most pure as well as, um, it's rich in, in healthy minerals and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, not all of us have access to such wonderful spring water, um, unfortunately, but thing, you know, just the water purifier at the grocery store or that sort of thing is good enough to get a pure source of water. Additionally, I wanted to talk about another aspect of hydration and water, which kind of segues into the final thing that we're going to talk about today, which is food. Mm. But food is also a really important way to maintain hydration, getting water through food. And not many people think about hydrating through eating, but each meal is either hydrating or dehydrating. And um, the reason why that is is because, well, the, the foods themselves contain water. If you think of something like a celery stick that contains a lot of water, and a lot of people say, oh, well, it's just water. But it's actually not just water. Um, it's water, yes, along with fiber, 
but the water in a celery stick or any other piece of um, any other vegetable or piece of fruit is different than the water that you get out of the tap or from a spring because it is so rich and full of minerals and electrolytes that are actually in a very um, very amazing balance that is what the body actually prefers you know mm-hmm. so it's it's the most purified form of water mm-hmm. as it's gone through the roots of the plant and um plants are just they're magical creatures they yeah they are very life promoting so they are our friends <laughs> they are our friends of health um so yeah getting water through plants i think is totally underrated and on the other side of things like you know fresh fruits and vegetables we think of as being really hydrating um but things like um you know high protein high fat kind of animal products or other sources of like really protein or fat dense um nutrition uh it's not as rich in in water like flat out it's not as rich in water additionally the metabolic processes and the digestive processes that go into breaking down those proteins and fat require lots of water you know if you think about i'm just going to use this example but if you think about like chewing on a steak and a steak is really like dense and um we need a lot of gastric juices we need a lot of pancreatic pancreatic enzymes a lot of other digestive enzymes and all of these are kind of fluids that get excreted by our body to help to help promote the digestion of these food sources so doing our best to um you know not like saying don't ever have a piece of meat but know that eating eating a piece of meat is a little bit dehydrating um to the body and so offsetting that with the proper hydration uh the proper vegetables and fruits and glass of water of course (laughs) um so yeah any any other points that you have on hydration dr Susanna? i think that's good yeah i think uh we're ready to move on to food all right i think food is our favorite favorite thing to talk about i know i know but but (laughs) it's interesting because if any of you have been tuning into the podcast the uh the regular episodes um i actually haven't had that many food conversations yet so we so i feel like uh, there's a lot to say about food of course and we're not gonna we're not gonna cover (laughs) it here our intention is for these episodes to just be like 20 to 25 minutes so we're actually just reaching the end here (laughs) (laughs) but like we said there this is just the beginning um but where where do you want to start on food oh well i guess the quote that comes to mind for me is michael pollins Mm. uh from his book food rules to just eat food mostly plants and not too much and it can be that easy yeah but we like to make it complicated. Totally. We lo- I mean, <laughs> Humans like to make it complicated. Yeah. Anyone that's tuning in is probably to some, to some extent familiar with the crazy food, war- food wars of today. I mean, just like everyone's claiming that they have discovered the ideal diet for humans. And it is, and there's so much conflicting and confusing information out there which is really one of our intentions as well is to just kind of sort through it and take what's really important and not get overwhelmingly bogged down by the d- 
details that aren't really, you know, aren't really that important to most of us. So yeah, eating plants or eating food, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not too much and mostly plants is a great place to start. And I think also, um, you know, we can expand on what types of food a little bit more. We certainly will in some future episodes. But what's also important to consider is how you're eating. And mm. what we mean by that is what is your relationship with eating and um, how mindful are you when you're eating? Yeah. Yeah. So I really love to encourage people to at least say some sort of prayer. Maybe it's just thank you. Um, before every meal or maybe it's something more heartfelt and like you know deep and expansive but I think talking to food and talking and even if you're you know it's always great to share a meal with someone a loved one or friend or whatever but even if you're eating a meal by yourself I like to you know practice as if I'm eating with you know a group of people or even god or even you know even like a a greater source you know and um so i think saying uh, a little heartfelt prayer is a good way to strengthen that relationship with the food that we're eating and it kind of creates a a healing experience with any food you know Mm -hmm. i think even a piece of junk food can some extent get transformed into uh not as junky by just um, offering some heartfelt gratitude at the least. so Yeah, and I, I really like that because what also comes with, um, you know, being in a state of gratitude is, uh, is that you're upregulating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest nervous system. So that, that helps us get all of our digestive juices and enzymes flowing yeah. where they need to go, and it really supports optimal digestion of the food and you really get the most bang for for you know bang for the bite bang for the bite yeah yeah (laughs) no that's that's really what it comes down to because obviously you know putting food in your mouth is important but where that how that food gets broken down how it gets incorporated into your body into the cells of your body you know we say all the time that you are what you eat But really what it comes down to is you are what you digest and absorb, you know. So we want to be eating all of the nourishing things, but we also want to be digesting and absorbing. So maintaining that really health-promoting relationship with food, a parasympathetic state while eating. And And some other things to support that parasympathetic state are to chew. Chewing. Chew your food (laughs) thoroughly. And also turn off the TV, set down your book or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever device you have, and just focus on the food. Yeah. Smell the food, taste the food. And, uh, and I learned this tip from you, Dr. Benjamin, to uh, after you take a bite, simply set down your fork on the table. Yeah. Because sometimes, I mean, I, I catch myself every now and then just like shoveling bite after bite into my face and... Uh, and yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, where did all that food go? I mean, <laughs> Susanna gets hungry. What she what she's trying to say is sometimes Susanna gets hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which is okay. You know, we got to feed ourselves. And yeah, doing so mindfully can really help. I know we didn't really dive into um, 
the details of nutrition in this conversation today, but I know I look forward to kind of getting into that. And, um, but like we said, this is kind of just the foundation, the starting place. Um, this, these kind of practices can be woven into everything, regardless of what you're eating, uh, where you're living, how you're breathing and, and, uh, the water that you're drinking. Um, you know, just bring some more mindfulness to, to how the day to day moment to moment life is going. Because I always like to think that, you know, our health, our expression of health in any given moment is kind of the sum total of how we are living day to day. And, you know, some people of course get catch a bug or something, they get bogged down and stressed out and their immune system drops and they get these acute kind of conditions, which can be addressed, of course. But when we're talking about when we're talking about health, for the most part, we're talking about kind of the the long term sustainable um, absence of chronic disease, you know, abundance of vitality and energy and these sort of things. So, so, <laughs> so without further ado, I think we'll call it quits on this first Alter Your Health Live, which is, of course, available on um, the podcast, the podcast app, and, and probably wherever you listen to podcasts. And also give us a, give a subscribe to the YouTube channel, which there's a link over to do that. And of course, there is so much information um, on the website, including um, a little ebook that Suzanne and I put together with our favorite recipes that I would say like 80% of the food that we eat comes from that simple, those simple recipes, you know. So any other last words, Dr. Susanna? Just thanks for tuning in. And yeah. again, thanks for inviting me to the show. Well, yeah, I think I think I said it earlier, but this is a regular this is a regular thing, you know. This will be a regular ongoing thing and this is just the first every the foundation. Thursday. And every Thursday, every twelve Thursday. o'clock <laughs> twelve o'clock Pacific. <laughs> and if you can't join live, obviously it will be available on all the other platforms like we said. Next week. What are we going to talk about? What are we talking about? (laughs) I guess thoughts. Yeah, we're going to finish off the foundation. How how thoughts affect your health. We're going to finish off this foundation of health by talking about the other determinants, which are thoughts and relationships. That's a lot to tackle in 20 minutes. We'll do it. We'll We'll start at least. (laughs) All right. Well, um, peace and love to you all. And thank you so much for joining. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you.